Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. Episode 5 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hi everyone, welcome, it's Liam Naden here again. And in this episode, we're going to deal with what I think is a really interesting subject, and I've called it the perfect marriage, what it is, and how to turn yours into one. Now let me ask you a question, have you ever actually thought about what a perfect marriage would look like for you? You know, I think this is really interesting. Most of the time when I'm talking to people whose marriage is in trouble, obviously they've got lots of problems, etc., and they're looking for solutions to their problems, and, and maybe that's where you are, I'm presuming that's where you are right now, and that's why you're listening to this. But the interesting thing is I've found that very few people have ever actually stopped to think, what would a perfect marriage look like for them? And for you, in other words, if all your problems were over, what would your marriage actually be like? Now this is actually a really important question and, it, and it's a bit odd that we never actually ask ourselves this. But you realise how important it is because as with everything else in life, if you don't know what you're actually looking for, then the chances are slim to none that you're actually going to find it. So it is actually very important you ask yourself, what is the perfect marriage? What does the perfect marriage look like for you? Now, of course, there's a reason here, a very, a very powerful reason, I think, why we never, ever ask ourselves this question. And the, the reason is, it's simply we don't believe a perfect marriage is possible. And if you're thinking that, that's perfectly understandable. But what I'd like to do in this podcast is to show you not only that it is possible, uh, but show you ways, practical ways, that you can begin to turn your marriage into a perfect one, no matter where it is at the moment. But we're also going to look at what a perfect marriage actually is. And I think there's a bit of confusion over that, and we're going to clarify that here as well. And that's what I want to start with, actually, is just a comment about this word perfect. And I'm pretty certain when I say to you, when you first heard creating a perfect marriage, that there were some thoughts that came into your head, well, that's ridiculous, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage, or a perfect marriage is impossible, or, you know, who's who, who is he kidding? I mean, there is absolutely nobody who has a perfect marriage. So if you're thinking all of those things, it's perfectly understandable, and in a, in a short while I'm, we're going to get into why you're probably thinking those things. But the truth is that I know there are, perf I personally know there are perfect marriages out there. There are perfect relationships out there. It comes down to two things. Firstly, how you actually define the word perfect. And secondly, what you believe a perfect marriage actually is. In other words, whether you believe that you can actually have one or not. So just as an aside here, if you're struggling with the word perfect and you still can't get your head around having a perfect marriage, maybe just substitute it for the word great. So ask yourself, you know, what is a great marriage and how can I turn mine into a great marriage? Okay, so why aren't all marriages perfect? That's a good question to ask as well. If it's possible, why aren't they perfect? Well, it literally comes down to the fact that most people, and I'm sure you are as well, if you're in an, in an unhappy marriage, you're stuck. 
And one of the things you're stuck in is what you believe. Because, you know, I've covered this before in some of my other podcasts, but it really is true that what you believe and expect is what you're going to get. So the problem is most people in a marriage or relationship, they're actually believing things that are not helping them. They're actually, and not only are they not helping them, but they're actually plain wrong. And a lot of these have been created by society, and we've just been brought up to believe that some of these things are true. Okay, so let's just look at some of these beliefs that are, that are very much conditioned into us by society, but are holding us back from having a great marriage, and even a perfect marriage. Okay, and the first belief that nearly everybody has is that all marriages have problems. Now, this simply isn't true at all. In fact, I know of people who have great relationships and they don't have problems. They seriously don't have problems. You might think, and you might be saying, oh, that's not true. Everyone's got problems. But what it comes down to is also how you come to, how you look at problems and what you see a problem actually as being. And you can have what some people would call a problem, other people call a challenge. So that if an issue arises, could you look at something, and rather than saying it's a problem, could you look at it and say, well, it's a challenge that I'm actually looking forward to overcoming? So there are relationships that don't have problems, and there are other relationships that have two people who deal with the problems in a particular way that they don't see them as being problems. They see them as just things that need to be overcome. They're just challenges. Okay, now the second belief that is very, very common is you have to work at a marriage. And this holds so many people back. But again, it's just simply not true. Because if you think of any area of your life that you really, really love to do, now it could be a hobby, it could be an interest, and for some people, a lot of people, it's their career, their job, or their business as well. But think of something you really love to do. And think, is this actually, when I'm working on it, even when I'm dealing with challenges and issues, is it actually hard work? And I'm sure you'd agree that it's not. It's actually fun. You're enjoyable. It's enjoyable. The, of course there might be challenges, but you're enjoying doing it and being there and achieving. And it's the same thing with a marriage. If you're actually enjoying being there, you don't see it as work. You might, you, Of course you might have challenges and issues, but you don't see it as work. So you don't have to work at a marriage if it's something that you love being in. Okay, and then another another very commonly held belief is that, well, our marriage can never be perfect. It's just the way it is. And this is where reasons and excuses start to come in for why you're not happy in your relationship. And you might say things like, well, we're both too different from each other. Or they've changed, or maybe I've changed, that they're not the person they used to be. Or we just have too many problems for us to ever really be happy together or for it to be a perfect marriage. And really these are all just excuses. Okay, they're reasons you give as to why your marriage is not working. But it doesn't mean your marriage can't work and can't be perfect if you do things and think things in a different way. So now we're going to look at what the elements really are of a perfect marriage or a great marriage. And when you start looking at these, then you can start to apply them to your own situation. And I'm going to give you some ideas and tools for doing that as well. But I've discovered these from observing great and not-so-great marriages, and there clearly are differences between people who live in fantastic relationships and fantastic marriages. 
And, you know, one definition I've, I'd give of a perfect marriage is that where both partners are really happy to be there. They couldn't think of being anywhere else or with anyone else or doing anything else. They get fulfillment and true joy from the marriage itself. So that's my definition of a perfect marriage. So how do, um, how do these people manage to create a perfect marriage? One in which they, they just love being there. And I'm sure you could see that would be a great goal to have, wouldn't it, if you're not happy? And really that's the purpose, one of the reasons why we get into a relationship or a marriage in the first place. It's, it's to bring us happiness and fulfillment. We're not there to be miserable. Okay, so here are the elements that I've discovered that great marriages have in common. Now the first thing is that the two people in the marriage put their marriage first. Okay, it's their top priority. It's the reference point from which they do everything in their life. Now that doesn't mean that they live in each other's pocket and that they don't do anything without the other, but they always consider the impact of what they do on their marriage. And they're even willing to sacrifice, although to them it's not a sacrifice, but they're willing to sacrifice other things for the sake of their marriage. But as I say, of course, they don't see them as a sacrifice because those other things aren't things they really want to do anyway because they have put their marriage first. Okay, the second thing, second, the second element of a great marriage or a perfect marriage is the two people have a lot in common. Now they say opposites attract and, and really I have not found that to be true at all. No, people in a great relationship have a lot in common and they have common interests. They do a lot of stuff together. Things that they're, they're really passionately interested in together. But they also have common attitudes, which is the way they think, their values and their beliefs. So it's very, very important, I think, if you want to have a great marriage, that you have a lot in common. Okay, the third thing is, and this really comes from putting the marriage first and having a lot in common, is that the two people spend a lot of time together. And it makes sense, doesn't it, that you would spend a lot of time together if you're, you put your marriage first and you did have a lot in common. Now it's interesting, I recently spoke to a couple who literally spent 24 hours a day together and they seemed incredibly happy. This was not a couple I was giving any uh, coaching to, they didn't need it. <laughs> they were very, very happy together, but they spent 24 hours a, 24 hours a day together. And because they worked together as well as lived together, they had their own business, they worked together. And I, and I asked them, I said, do you ever get sick of each other? I mean, you're together all the time. And the wife said something interest, interesting to me. I mean, basically, they sort of looked at me. There was a bit of a silence, and they looked at each other. And, and then the woman said, well, how could I get sick of being with my husband? You know, I'm doing everything I want to do. So when you're doing everything you want to do, and you've got a lot in common, you're going to want to spend a lot of time together. So it, it really isn't a problem. You know, people in great marriages don't get sick of each other. You know, and this thing again about we have to give each other space. The reality is, what I've seen with great marriages is that that isn't actually true. People don't feel the need to have space. Sure, sometimes they might want some time on their own, and that's absolutely fine. I mean, obviously, every couple is different, but there's not this burning need to get away from each other from time to time. Okay, so that's the third thing. Now, the fourth thing, and we're starting to get into some very deep stuff here, but the fourth thing is they love their spouse 
for the person who they are, not who they would like them to be. Now this is really, really important. And what this means is that they allow the other person to be themselves, and they love them for being themselves. They're not there trying to trying to change them, or they're not things that they're saying, well, if, if they would only do this, I would love them more, or I wish they would do that. So that's a really important question to ask yourself. Do you actually love your spouse for who they are, or do you have some picture of who you think they could be, and you really wish they were somebody else, and then you feel you would love them a lot more? That's a really critical thing. So the next thing is that they allow each other to make mistakes without letting it affect their relationship. Okay, now I talked about mistakes in a previous podcast and what they actually mean, but but really people in a great relationship understand that making mistakes is human and that everybody does it. And I'm sure you and I, everybody would agree you, you'd know that's pretty obvious. Of course we're all human. Of course everyone makes mistakes. But the way we treat our partner or our spouse in our marriage when they make mistakes is very, very critical in terms of defining what a great marriage actually is. So in a great marriage, what tends to happen is people don't take the mistakes of the other person as personal. You know, they allow people to make mistakes without thinking their spouse is really doing anything intentional to harm their relationship. They don't, they don't take anything that the other person does as a threat to their relationship. Now this is a really very, very important thing, but and it can be true for big and small things. Now I'll give you an example here. Just imagine that you're in a marriage, and you might be, where your spouse has had a, had a bit of a fling with with somebody. Okay, It's not necessarily a full-out affair, but they've had a fling. And they've realized it was, a, it was a mistake. Now, the way you deal with that, and the way you see that as, as whether or not it's a threat to your marriage, is going to make a huge difference to the quality of your relationship. Now, we're not say, saying here, of course, that what he did was right or wrong or that you shouldn't be very, very hurt by it, or you shouldn't be upset by it. But it was a mistake. And you can lessen the hurt dramatically if you see it just as a mistake, and it wasn't intentional. But if you see it as something that, the per- that your spouse did is intentionally there to hurt your relationship, or that it could hurt your relationship, then you're going to take a lot more hurt from that, that incident than just passing it off as just a mistake. So you can see the importance here of allowing your spouse to make mistakes. Okay, the sixth thing that couples in great or perfect marriages have is they have totally open communication. Now this means they share all their thoughts, and that by thoughts I mean also their fears, their wants, their desires, their feelings obviously, and also even their fantasies. You've probably heard the expression, the quality of your relationship is based on the quality of your communication. But this is so true. And it is. A, and, but how many people can actually do that? Can you do that in your marriage? Can you literally tell your spouse absolutely anything without a fear of them being hurt or you being hurt? So that's a very important thing. And the next important characteristic, if you like, of a perfect or great marriage is that the two people are there 
for one reason and one reason only, and that's because they want to be there. And this really means that they can, they know they can, and they know they should end their marriage any time if their needs or their spouse's needs aren't being met. So that allows them to purely be there because they want to be there. Now it doesn't mean they're going to leave tomorrow, next week, or um, any time soon. They're committed to each other, but they know that the purpose of them being together is to meet the other's needs and meet their own needs. And they're not being honest. They're not, remember we talked about this open communication. They're not being honest with each other. And they're not being honest with themselves if they're staying there, if they know that theirs or their spouse's needs aren't being met. Now the final thing, the final characteristic I want to mention of a definition of a perfect marriage, and to really this is the biggest thing of all. And it's really the thing that pervades or is the common element amongst every other thing that I've mentioned so far. And that is the definition to me of a perfect marriage is where the two people have absolutely no fears. So if you can imagine a marriage where there was absolutely no fear, you, you weren't afraid of being hurt, you weren't afraid of hurting your spouse, you weren't afraid of making mistakes, you weren't of afraid of them making mistakes, you weren't afraid of saying the wrong thing or them saying the wrong thing, but you, were, you felt totally free to love them for who they are, and, and you felt totally free to be yourself, knowing that they loved you. That is a place that very few people get to, and it's a place where everything wonderful happens in a relationship because you have absolutely no fears at all. Okay, so that's a bit of a picture of what I think is the perfect marriage. So I guess the question is now, well, how do you create that? <laughs> all sounds good in theory. And maybe where you are right at the moment, it sounds pretty impossible to attain. But, you know, I, I firmly believe that you can turn any situation around if you're really committed to and you want to. And secondly, if you have the right information and you know how to do the right thing. And thirdly, if you actually do something. So here's a few ideas for you on how you really can start to create and start to move in the, the direction of the perfect marriage. And at the very least, some of these things are at least going to make a big difference to your marriage now anyway, a positive difference. Because the first thing you need to do, I think, is you need to start building some trust in yourself. You know, and really um, our marriage or our relationship is so much a reflection of our relationship with ourself. So it all starts really with your own relationship with yourself. And you're going to have to start building some trust and start to see yourself as someone who's actually worthy of having a great marriage. You know, you've got to start to think, yes, I not only can have a perfect marriage and a perfect life, really, a great life, but I deserve it. And I think most of the time we don't feel that we deserve it or we don't feel that, we, that we're able to have it. But that's what you need to start, to start doing. And what I suggest is maybe you listen to the podcast again a couple of times and what I've been through and think about the beliefs that you might have, the things that you have been thinking and think about what a perfect marriage really looks like and start to see yourself as being worthy and capable of having that. So that's the first thing, start to build some trust in yourself. And the second thing is you're really going to have to look at what your fears are and deal with them. Now remember we talked about, I just said earlier that I think 
you know the most important thing about a great relationship is there are no is there are no fears so you're going to have some fears there if you haven't got a perfect marriage then you have got fears about it <laughs> no doubt about that what you need to ask yourself is what you're afraid of and ask yourself what am i afraid of losing that's a powerful question what am i afraid of losing in my marriage by either staying or going or by doing something different and what am I afraid that I might never have in my life or in my marriage so start to to uncover some of the things that you're afraid of and start to look at those and in a future podcast we we're going, probably going to go into this in my private coaching I get into this in a very deep and powerful way because once you start to know how to overcome your fears that's when your life can change massively and your marriage as well obviously Okay, so the third thing you need to do is start to take a few risks in your relationship. You know, what what happens so often when people are in a very, very unhappy marriage is they've stopped taking risks with each other. Obviously, they've stopped opening up to the other person. They're, they're just sick of being hurt. There's been too much pain and too much hurt. But you need to get over that, and you need to start to find a way to start to open up with your feelings and start to communicate again again maybe what your fears are what your desires your wants even your fantasies so no matter how hurt you're feeling you've you've almost got to think that's what i did in in the early days of my relationship when things were going well we were communicating pretty well maybe you weren't communicating as much as you would have liked but you probably were communicating a lot more than you are now so you need to start doing those things again. You need to start changing the patterns of the hurt and the pain which is giving you the results that you're getting now. So that's what I really suggest is, you know, and you make the first move. Don't expect your spouse to be the one to open up first. You know, you make the first move and start to take some risks in your communication in your relationship, even at the risk of more hurt. The next thing you need to do is to focus on what you have in common with your spouse. You know, what are you both interested in? Or what could you both be interested in? And these can be activities. They could be maybe hobbies or sports or cultural interests or things. They could be things that you used to do together and you've just stopped doing them. But what activities are you both interested in that you could you could maybe spend a bit more time together on it and really start to focus on those things? And also cultivate some of the common attitudes, the things that you, that you have in common with your thoughts and your beliefs, the things that you see eye to eye with. And you, you know, this, again, this is the problem when you're buried in a, in a whole heap of hurt and pain and conflict. It's, it's so easy to forget what you've actually got in common. And that there are a lot of, you know, the reason you got together in the first place was because you saw things in a similar way. You had a lot of things in common. So they could be things like your religious beliefs or your spiritual beliefs, even your political beliefs, and the ideas and, and, and thoughts that you have. You know, what do you have in common? Start to cultivate those. Start to focus, those, focus in on those. And that leads to the next thing, which is really to focus more on what's right rather than what's wrong in your marriage. So the next thing is you need to focus more on what's right about your marriage rather than what's wrong and this is the problem isn't it when we get into strife in our marriage all of our problems it, it seems to be all there is to our marriage but we forget what's good 
And even we, if they're not necessarily things that are all good right now, they could be things that used to be good. But the, uh, chances are there are still things you've a lot of things in your marriage and in your life that you've got that you could be grateful for. So focus on those rather than on your problems because because what happens is what you focus on tends to grow. And this is the issue I have with so much counseling when it comes to uh, marriage and relationships is that people are trying to solve their problems, but problems can be endless and they will be if that's what you're focused on. But if you can focus on what you want, then you'll tend to get more of that and problems tend to sort of just often disappear largely on their own. So in conclusion, I want you to know a perfect marriage really is possible. And I hope from this podcast you can see what a perfect marriage really looks like. And maybe you realize that it, it by doing some of the right things, some of which I've talked about, it's not actually that uh, unattainable for you either. But the key to creating a perfect marriage is you have to believe that it's possible and you have to start doing some of the things that are going to make it a reality. And that's what I've been, the information I've been giving you in, giving you here. So I hope you've got from this some ideas that are going to help you to go in that direction. And remember, there's also a summary of this podcast that you can download and print off. So if you'd like something in writing that you can make some notes on and, and do some work on just, just yourself, you can go to the website liamnaden.com and just look for episode 5. And there you'll see a download link to the summary of this podcast, which you can print off and, and use. So I really hope this has been helpful to you and that you'll join the ranks of the people out there who've got a perfect marriage. Okay, now, And these are the people you hear about who really stand up from the crowd. They're living their life in a fantastic relationship that allows them to be themselves, to be, to be really happy, to have somebody who supports them to be themselves, someone that they can truly love unconditionally, someone who loves them unconditionally. You know, you really deserve it, and I know that you deserve it, because it's really what relationships are truly meant to be. They're not meant to be difficult. They're not meant to be full of problems. They're meant to be places we can be more of ourselves and really live our life to the full. So I really hope you're going to go for it and create that perfect marriage for yourself and commit to realizing you can do it. And don't forget... You can download my free report, The Five Keys to Saving Your Marriage Now. That's at growinginloveforlife.com. And if you're interested in, in private coaching, in my private coaching program, or if I can help you in any way further, you know, don't forget to drop me an email at liam at growinginloveforlife.com. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope to share some more information with you next time. All the best in your marriage and relationship. You can make it work. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.